When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up? This is Sully from Godsmack. Strap on those boots, baby, because you are now in the trenches of the war room with the one and only Mistress Carrie right here on the Mistress Carrie podcast. What's up? This is Joe Rogan, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. I have so lovely pretty eyes. Hey, this is Brent from Shinedown, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hey, Carrie, go put your brow on, girl. Hey, this is Steven Tyler, and you'll be listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. What's up? This is Aaron from Stan. And you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, and you're listening to the one, the only, Mistress Carrie. Hey, this is David from the band Disturbed, and you're listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. Hi, Bruce Dickinson here from Iron Maiden. Yes, indeed. Miss Whiplash herself, Mrs. Carrie, is here to um, unchain your brain. Hi, this is Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. This is Dennis Leary. You are listening to my favorite, Mistress Carrie. Hey, this is Corey from Stone Sour, and you're listening to. You have the privilege of listening to Mr. Scary. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Mistress Carrie reporting for duty from MCHQ for this bonus episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast. Full length episodes of the Mistress Carrie podcast come out every Wednesday. Every weekday, you get the sit rep. The Situation Report has got all your rock news, music headlines, and industry info in five minutes. But then every once in a while, you get a bonus episode. My guest this time is Adam Gontier from Sanisonia, who are out on the road as part of the Rock Resurrection Tour with Theory of a Dead Man and Skillet. Matter of fact, Tyler Connolly from Theory of a Dead Man is episode 142 of the Mistress Carrie podcast that came out yesterday. I had a chance to sit down with Adam while he was in a basement of a club in Milwaukee and talk about the Rock Resurrection Tour. And as I head back to Vegas for a couple days before the tour rolls into Boston, Adam and I talked about our last trip to Vegas. We also talked about the battle between work and home life and his love and admiration of Pearl Jam and Eddie Vedder. If you check the show notes of this bonus episode of the podcast, you'll be able to find the two St. Asonia episodes. You'll also find the link to the Resurrection Tour coming up this Saturday night, February 25th at Roadrunner in Boston. You'll find Adam Gontier's links online and St. Asonia's, and you'll find the Mistress Carrie links. So allow me to reintroduce you to Adam Gontier from St. Asonia. Mr. Adam Gontier, hello. How's it going? It's going all right. You look like you're in someone's basement. Where are you right now? I'm. We're at the uh, Eagles Ballroom in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee's a party yeah. town. A party town? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Not for this guy. No, well, no, no not me. not for oh, you, my. but like a party town, meaning like like people are up to have a good time, like. Passionate yeah. music fans, shows are always right. good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've been to this uh, venue a few times, and it's, yeah, it goes off. <laughs> it's going to be fun tonight. 
you guys are playing this new place in Boston on Saturday night called Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Is it really? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, looking forward to it. Should be cool. Um, yeah, I think there's uh, yeah there's a few venues on uh, different venues that you know we haven't played before on this tour, so it's kind of nice and a few different ones, you know. But yeah, Roadrunner in Boston that'll be fun. Boston's not a, a city that changes a lot. You know, it's it's right. known for kind of liking the way things are and staying that way. And we've got uh-huh. over the last few years, like three new live music venues in the city, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. I guess. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's nice to see things happening and, you know, shows happening again and everybody touring and just all that stuff. It's nice to see everything picking back up, you know. Well, we've spent some serious time talking on the show. You guys were, I think, episode number eight when I launched the podcast three years ago. And obviously in 2020, we were kind of in the height of craziness. And then we also talked kind of at the end of last summer, um, just about working on new music and you guys, you know, releasing a new EP and stuff. And then they announced this Rock Resurrections tour with Theory and Skillet. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, this we're back now. Yeah, yeah, we're back now. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's been a long, long time since we've been able to, you know, just play shows and tour and support the music that we're putting out. So, yeah, it's just to be a part of this tour. It was a definitely a no brainer. You know, a couple good bands and great people. So, so far, so good. We're just a few shows in now, and it's going really well. Can you tell the enthusiasm coming from the crowd? Not only just being excited to be able to be at a show, but excited to be at your show. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's, uh, it's amazing. It's crazy. Cause it, it's been, yeah, like I said, it's been a long time since we've been out and, you know, it's been a long time since we've seen these people and these towns and it's, uh, yeah, the, the vibe so far has been amazing. You know, really cool. And the bands that you're playing with, you guys have all known each other. Skillet, Theory of a Dead Man, like you guys have all known each other for so long. So it's got to be kind of nice where you're like, not only are we out of the house, but we're out of the house with friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's funny because we, back in the day, you know, in three days when we started, um, Theory took us across Canada on our, basically our first tour kind of ever, uh, at least our first big, big tour and then um i think it was back in 2006 or 2007 that three days we took out skillet on their first they had been a band for a while but their first sort of you know bigger tour so it's it's crazy yeah it's just you know wild how it all comes comes full circle you know <laughs> well, you're talking about skillet you you did a song with them too so you've been kind of like yeah. branching out and working on some other stuff are you guys playing that song on this tour yeah, yeah, we are. We are for sure. I wasn't actually too sure if they, if it was going to be in their set, um, but it definitely makes sense to to do it. Seems like people really enjoying the song. So, uh, yeah, figured we got to do it live. And their their show is really cool. So it's nice to get up closer towards the end of the night with, you know, with their production. And they're just uh, they're super professional and a lot of fun to to like, you know, just to bounce around the stage with. It's called Finish Line, right? Yeah, yeah, it's called Finish Line. It, it's out now, and you're able, yeah, people are able to to grab it. Is that a song that you guys worked on virtually because of the pandemic? How did that work? Yeah, we did it remotely, but uh, it, it's actually a song the Skillet had already recorded. Um, 
on an album and I, I think it was 2018. So they just, uh, they asked if I'd want to be a part of uh, a re a re-recording of it basically. So they kind of redid it and made it a little bit heavier and some with some bigger guitars and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, just kind of re-released it on this newest album that they put out. So you made it last time we talked, it was kind of towards the end of, you know, warm weather and we were getting ready to go into the holidays and stuff and kind of talking about hunkering down for the winter. So what happened around the holidays? Anything good? Well, around the holidays, I actually uh, moved down to Nashville, so to our place in Nashville. So I kind of got out of the 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 weather. I sort of beat beat the bad weather down in Nashville. But then over the holidays, it, it got pretty nasty actually in Nashville too. Pretty cold and icy and rainy and stuff. So, but uh, you know, just family stuff. I mean, it's nice to you know knowing that we were going out on tour. It's it's pretty uh, important to just get some family time in and hang out with everybody you know so yeah aside from headed down to heading down to nashville is pretty much all we did <laughs> wait as yeah. a canadian guy it's gotta yeah. crack you up when people in tennessee think it's cold oh, yeah. yes it, it really does it's crazy like if they get uh yeah if they get just a little bit of a uh, uh, little bit of snow or you know a little bit of freezing rain just a, just a little bit i mean they shut down schools and you know everything it, everything is shut down <laughs> just like it's another day for me i'm out driving around you know going to stores and stuff but yeah yeah it's a different world that's for sure you know gets a little bit chilly and and it's uh at the end of the world i mean here we're oh. still having iced coffee in a blizzard like come on yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly you and i were texting back and forth because uh last fall I was in Vegas uh, for, uh, for my birthday, and yeah. all of a sudden I get this message from you, and you're like, hey, are you still in Vegas? You want to go to a show? And I literally was like on my way to the airport. I was heartbroken. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wasn't sure if I'd catch you or not because I had seen that you posted a few things about your, like you were there for a few days, and I had a feeling I was getting it, you know, two last minute, and you're probably on your way out, but I had a... Yeah, I went to, I had tickets for the uh, Eddie Vedder show at Dolby Live. And, um, you know, I, he's pretty much my favorite, you know, singer artist of all time. So I had to, had to do it. And yeah, I had another ticket and um, yeah, yeah, but you're, yeah, timing was off. So I, I actually ended up uh, reaching out to Jason Hook uh, and we went. Wait, so, hold on. You know, Jason Hook got the <laughs> call after me. Yeah, yeah. He yeah! Got the call. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, yeah. Jason. Yeah, he'll be happy about that, actually, won't he? <laughs> how was, no, was, how was, was the show? That was, it was one of the best shows I think I've ever seen. Uh, his band, Eddie's band, they, I think they're called Earthlings. Yeah. Um, it's just ridiculous. The players that he has in that band. I mean, he had Chad Smith on drums and he had, uh, he had his, uh, his producer, um, I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, Andrew Watt was on guitar. So it, they were just monsters, you know, musically. So it's crazy. Just did a whole bunch of Pearl Jam stuff. And Andy said it was, it was a great show. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I'm so glad I missed it. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> it's not my fault. I guess I could have <laughs> hit you. Eddie Vedder is one of those guys that when Pearl Jam broke, right, when 10 came out and became this phenomenon, people back then, the cynics were like, 
What they're not going to be like Zeppelin. Like they're not going to like. Remember that whole early '90s thing when grunge really hit, and people were trying mm-hmm. to figure out who the bands were going to be that kind of were going to stand the test of time. Uh-huh. The guys in Nirvana just got a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Grammys, and obviously, Pearl Jam is still out. Like it cracks me up now to think about it. The cynicism uh-huh. that came from that genre of music that people. Didn't that a people didn't think grunge was going to last, and two, that people you know looking at a band like Pearl Jam and a singer like Eddie Vedder, that at the time people didn't they thought it was a phase. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think I mean, yeah, they obviously stood the test of time, but there was a lot that didn't like a lot of, but that style, like his style of vocal, you know, his style of singing and everything was it caught on, and that was definitely a phase you know fad or whatever for a while but yeah it's crazy to think about it i guess because grunge was such a seemed like it was such a huge change from what was you know what was popular at the time and what was on the radio and stuff like going from you know from the, the late 80s bands and you know from motley Crue and stuff to, <laughs> to nirvana and pearl jams a little bit different so yeah there's always skeptics right um, especially when music starts to change, there's always there's always people that are just like this, this man. And the but, good stuff always sticks around. Like even with all of that '80s stuff that people said was, yeah. you know, just polished and fun and like whatever. But the good stuff always sticks yeah. around. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it turns in, they turn into classics, you know, and they never ever go away. And arguably. One of the greatest debut albums of any artist at any time. At Pearl Jam 10, like every yeah, song's a for hit. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I fully agree. I think it is that. And um, I mean, just, just from, from my point of view, that and I think live, live's debut. Uh, I guess it was Throwing Copper. Was it Throwing Copper was their debut? It was, I, I, think. I think so. Yeah. I think that might. Uh, yeah and that's just yeah as a as a 14 year old kid i thought but yeah still i i i'd say pearl jam 10 is definitely arguably one of the best best debut albums of all time and maybe appetite for destruction you know that that band that just announced a stadium (laughs) tour this summer we could throw guns and roses in there too yeah they were okay (laughs) (laughs) i loved them too obviously like everybody that that record huge part of my life yeah but when you talk as a singer, when you talk about looking up to a to a singer like Eddie Vedder, I I just had this conversation with Mark Tremonti about Miles's voice, right? And and how lead singers have to be careful on tour about talking too much. So first of all, thank you for talking to me on a show day. Of course. But but number two, Eddie Vedder doesn't strike me as the kind of singer that got into singing going, oh, hold on, I need to protect my instrument. Like, that was part yeah. of his thing, is just kind of, like, busting the power through the, the graveliness of it. And Absolutely. So as a singer yourself, how much emphasis are you putting on protecting your voice versus wanting it to have that edge and grit to it? You know what, I've always... I. I I mean, for me, I've, I've always uh, not really warmed up all that much and not really like, you know, I haven't been like that either. Like I, I just talk, you know, the way I normally do every day and just kind of and it's 
it's worked like all all the years that i've been doing it it's worked you know we started touring in 2003 i guess so about about 20 years ago or something so yeah and it i just uh i've always done it the same way and it's it's definitely i mean my voice is a little weak today just from the first three shows back on out on tour you know in a long time so uh but it yeah getting to a groove and it seems to to lock in and then it's just uh good to go but yeah i'm pretty bad with that actually like warming up and and looking after it and stuff i think i've i've been really lucky that i haven't had any uh serious problems with my throat knock on wood you know I forget who I was talking to, and I'm going to get comments on this episode yelling at me that I, I can't reference it properly, but I interviewed somebody recently, and they met Ronnie James Dio, mm-hmm. and they said that he just like did a shot of whiskey and went out on stage, and that Ronnie yeah. James Dio didn't do any kind of vocal warm-ups, and it's Dio! Right. Yeah. That's crazy, huh? Yeah, I think some some... Yeah, some singers can just do it. Yeah, they just go out and do it, yeah, you know. And it's kind of, I mean, when we do a set, it's kind of just, you know, I don't really do anything before. Like maybe sing a couple couple notes and scream a couple a couple words, but that's really it. Well, I got to I gotta talk to you about, about Mike, obviously. Like the other two times you've been on the show, you and, and Mike Mushak have been on the show together. And the announcement came through that he wasn't going to be on these dates on the tour so you got to give me the skinny. It, like, what's, is it a stain thing? Like, what's going on? You know what? It's not a stain thing. He's not, uh, he's not busy doing stain stuff, although they are working on, uh, they're working on uh, new music and stuff. So, uh, but this, he actually had a, a family thing that he had had planned for a long time. And it was actually quite a long uh, trip. So he's got, yeah, he's got some family stuff he's, he's got to do that he couldn't get out of. Um so yeah, there's a, a bit of that. And then, you know, there might be there might be a couple uh days later on that uh in this tour that he's gotta work on some stain stuff. Um but yeah, just in general, he was he was busy and we got we got offered this tour semi last minute, I guess, or or you know, um he had stuff planned. So but he is fully one hundred percent still still, you know. Still the guitar player in this band. It just he just couldn't get do this tour. And he's he's a busy guy, especially with uh with staying stuff happening. He's got, you know, he's got a club and he's got all sorts of stuff happening. So, you know, sometimes you can't make it out. Well, and that's all right. It's definitely one of those things through COVID that I think a lot of people had have learned that a better I hate to use a phrase that is just so beaten down at this point, but the work life balance. I'm mm-hmm. sitting here with the bunny quotes like is is I think we're all trying to focus a little bit more on not being so one or the other, either work or not work, that like just trying to make sure that that we are paying attention to our private lives while also still wanting to pursue life's passions, dreams, and a career. Yeah, for sure. It really opened up. I mean, the being, you know, being locked down at home, not being able to go out, not being able to, to work. And so it really opened, I think, opened a lot of eyes to how much, you know, how much time and effort we put into other stuff aside from family, you know. So I think you're absolutely right. It was definitely an eye opener. And uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's nice to be able to to do stuff from home. But at the same time, it's 
we got to get out and play shows. <laughs> so and it's here nice, we are. It's nice that you have a friend that you can call up and go, hey, can you come on this tour with us? Which is pretty exactly. awesome. Otherwise, Santa Sonia wasn't going to be able to go. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That Tavis Stanley from, I mean, Adelita's Way and uh, former Art of Dying and everything. He's just a, a monster on guitar and he's a, an amazing guy, an amazing person, and a friend of ours forever. So we got really lucky that he was just able to do it, you know? Um, yeah. If he wasn't able to do it, I'm not hundred percent sure what we would have done. I think we still would have done the tour and then chances are good. We would have been a three piece. <laughs> <laughs> I would have tried to shred Mike solos and that would not be a pretty sight. I, that's, there's a lot of pressure. I just talked to Billy Sheehan from the winery dogs and he's like, when, when you're in a trio, yeah. there's no room for error. Uh, uh-uh. no. Yeah. We did one festival in Canada, uh, this past or, or last summer or whatever. And, and Mike wasn't able to make it. So we did it as a three piece and it was, it was stressful, you know, kind of the three days of grace. We started off as a three piece. So, you know, I had some of some of that under my belt, but uh, yeah, with the solos and stuff that are in these Santa Sonia songs, it was a little bit more pressure. Well, you guys are going to be at Roadrunner in Boston coming up on Saturday night. In between awesome. now and then, speaking of Vegas, I'm going to Vegas and taking the red eye back to make the show. Really? Yes. Well, thank you. <laughs> you don't have to do that. So when know? I see you Saturday night... I'm yeah. going to have that Vegas fog that everyone yeah. knows about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know all about it. Yeah. Well, we'll, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll look at you. Yeah, I mean, I mean sure. I'll be showered. Right. <laughs> right. But I'm going to be, but I'm going to be a little rough. So I'm just warning you. That's all good. No judgment here. <laughs> I've been there. Been there, done that, for and, sure. And then when the Rock Resurrection Tour is done, you know, you're talking about about Mike having to, you know, work on some stain stuff, but but what's kind of the blueprint for the rest of the year for you guys? Well, I think we're the plan is to um is to take a couple months at home and then hopefully get on another tour in the fall. And that we're sort of talking about this tour. Um, there might be a a good possibility of this tour might continue on uh, in the fall theory and skillet and us um, seems like a lot of people are enjoying the bill and would like to try to get it booked across other cities. So hopefully that happens. And if not, we might do a Canadian tour in the fall um, with finger 11 that might come up hopefully, but we're just waiting. We're basically just waiting on something, something to happen in the fall, you know, but definitely um, looking to get back out on the road. Not, yeah, yeah. not hold We're, up in the studio and work on new music right now. No, right now. No, no, we've been, we haven't been on the road for so long. We, we really want to just keep, keep going, you know, until, yeah, until we can't anymore, basically. Well, there's lots of crazy weather coming through. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully you make it out of Milwaukee without being in a snow drift. And hopefully I'm going to survive Vegas over the next couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, we just heard about that. There's some kind of uh, storm or something happening here soon. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully we don't get get caught here in Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, it, great, you know, I'd rather come to Boston here shortly. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, they have great cheese there, but you know how much Boston loves you, so you got to get the bus east. Yeah, yeah, we will. We'll All be right. we'll be getting here early tonight, I think, just to make sure. All right. Well, I will see you guys on Saturday night. Awesome. Thank you. And yeah, be. Uh, have fun in Vegas. Yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. I uh, 
I'm going to try a nap on the plane. We'll we'll see how that works. All right. Well, we'll see you Saturday. Then. All right. I'll <laughs> see you Saturday. See you later. Okay. See you, Carrie. There he is, Adam Gontier from St. Asonia. See him Saturday night at Roadrunner in Boston as part of the Rock Resurrection Tour with Skillet and Theory of a Dead Man. And those are just two of the bands featured on the corresponding playlist for this episode. I make a playlist for every full-length episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast and every bonus episode to not only showcase the music of my guest, but also all the music and artists that we talked about in the interview. When you check the show notes, you'll also find Sanisonia's other appearances on the podcast, the link to get tickets to the Rock Resurrection Tour this weekend, and all of Adam's links, Sanisonia's links, and my links as well. And that includes the link to mistresscarry.com, where you can find all the episodes of the Mistress Carrie podcast, every episode of my video show, Cocktails in the War Room, my blog, my concert calendar, and you can even shop in the online Mistress Carrie store. New full-length episodes of the Mistress Carrie podcast come out every Wednesday, and you can always find me on the radio on the Mistress Carrie show. Get all the details on that and more at mistresscarrie.com. The Mistress Carrie podcast, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.